This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Take Command Podcast here on Odyssey Sports. Uh, if you want to tweet us any questions, you can tweet me at Craig Hoffman, C-R-A-I-G-H-O-F-F-M-A-N. Uh, and we got a couple of those to round out the podcast, Logan. Uh, let's see. Where do they go? Uh, first one, uh, do they sign James Bradbury? We know Ron's fondness for former Carolina guys, especially guys that played for him down there there's familiarity uh, he was a, a big time signing for the Giants nothing has worked well for the Giants over the last couple of years um, how, you know so one what do you think of Bradbury as, as a free agent corner two do they need to bring someone else in at that position um, I think they should consider bringing someone else in at the position I don't know if it needs to be James Bradbury I think James Bradbury is a heck of a football player and I'm not really sure why it didn't work out in New York I think it's a scheme change culture change all those different things right um, but I think he's a good football player and I think he was the highest graded corner in the NFL two years ago and then obviously like corner value or whatever fluctuates pretty dramatically so I think that's something to consider um, so this is my my perspective on free agency if the price is right absolutely bring that player in the problem is, is the price right and will it be right? And what is the right price? Those are the kind of the three big questions that I always think about in free agency. If James Bradbury wants to come here and play on a minimum deal, absolutely bring him in. Even if he wants to come in for five a year, bring him in. If he wants to come in on an 11 12 $13 million deal, no, it's too expensive. It doesn't fit with the team, doesn't fit with the chemistry, right? Maybe not the right decision, okay? So... That's what I'm talking about. Can you work out a deal where he fits He fits a role here, which there is a role, I think, you know, outside corner, obviously Benjamin St. Juice, so a lot upside, but a little banged up, futures in doubt, all those kind of things. Can you bring him in here at a good price point and say, this is his role? I think the answer is yes, but it also could very easily be no, depending on where, where James Bradbury and his camps head at with his regard to how much he thinks he's going to get paid and, and the general free agency market for him. Yeah, I mean, I think that, obviously, same on, on Bradbury specifically. Corner's such an interesting position for this team because, like, they bring Kendall back, and it's like, yeah. all right, do we want to play him outside or in the slot? Outside or in the slot? Depending on who was healthy and who was not, he did some of both. The year he left, he was the best slot corner in football for PFF, and then you get kind of a mixed bag last year in terms of results, but even, I mean, it's, it's so funny watching corners sometimes. We were like, hey, man, that was great coverage on that touchdown you gave up. <laughs> And like Kendall had a couple of those last year where, you know, he's there, he's right in the guy's face, his hands up between his hands. Like he's doing the thing technique wise that you're supposed to do. And he ultimately doesn't make the play on the ball. Receiver makes a sick catch. And all of a sudden you're on the wrong end of a highlight and six points. And so Kendall's a tough one to kind of say like, all right, where is he at in his career? He's, he's at this point a veteran, Um, you know, obviously St. Juiced, you saw flashes, but what is he going to be in year two coming off the concussions and all that kind of stuff. And then, 
I mean, William Jackson III was all over the place last yeah. year. And you just also wonder what, like, how are they going to use these corners because they don't all seem to have complementary skill sets. And that's the thing that's like, you know, Ron talks about fit in the draft, and we just did this whole big thing on, on Mathis and, and different values to different teams. And then you look at the back end of this team, and you're going, how do these dudes fit together? And, and there doesn't <laughs> seem to be a clear answer to that. Yeah, I think, uh, I think like you mentioned, Kendall Furl, like he actually played, I thought, better outside last year than he did in, in the slot. And a little bit of that scheme, like it, the nickel roll here is very challenging, like very demanding. But, um, yeah, that's something that's interesting. And then, yeah, William Jackson III, does he settle in? You know, I think you, you paid him enough money that you got to kind of give him another, another opportunity. And so I think your fingers crossed that he is settling. I think he showed flashes. But, again, like you said, I totally agree. Kind of all over the place, you know, and I think that's that's tough. And then uh, I liked Benjamin St. Juice. Like, I liked him a lot. He showed good competitiveness, good physicality. Like, I, lo- I love the way he competed. I just love that. And I think that's a guy you can bet on. However, like, the medical thing is a big thing. Like, concussions yeah. now are not like this thing that they used to be where it's like, oh, you got dinged? Like, all right, you know, have a couple Advil. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Now it's like life-changing information has come out around that injury. And I think that's – I hope he gets better because I want to see where he goes. But, again – that's another reason why the draft process is so annoying is because there your process is sound. You found a guy who can play and he's going to compete and be a contributor and he hurts himself and he might not play football like at, at the same level. I don't want to say ever again, but that's definitely a possibility. Right. Right. Um, obviously communication is essential, which brings us to the next question that we got from Twitter, which is what do they do at middle linebacker? And th- mm. this can play into the back end stuff too, but it seems like as of right now, barring kind of a Bobby McCain situation from last year, a guy who gets signed late in free agency after he gets cut from another team, or, you know, post draft, whatever happens, you know, or just like, you know, all of a sudden his price comes down because the demand for him goes down, whatever the case may be that you get some kind of late free agent signing. It looks like Cole Holcomb's going to be in the middle again as of right now. And yeah. they came out of last season being pretty clear that that's not what they wanted. So, how confident are you in Cole's ability to play the mic? Or if you're them, are you just, or are you kind of looking at them giving that lip service so that they don't look desperate? And in, you know, they're kind of the, the swan where, you know, above, above stream or above the pond, yeah. you're, you're just floating along and underneath you're pedaling like hell to go sign Schobert or Quan Alexander or yeah. anybody. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's a really good question. Ultimately, like they're the only ones who know that for sure. But based on what they've said, based on like revisiting the tape of Cole, like is he the best middle linebacker in the NFL? No, but is he no. a serviceable middle linebacker with good athletic upside? Yes. And did he get better as the year went on? Yes. And so I think all of those things lead to lead me to think that if they did go with Cole, it would not be a mistake. Like. If they upgraded, that wouldn't be a mistake either. But I'm just saying, like, if they made the decision to go with Cole, especially after a guy adding a guy like Mathis in the middle, like, not that he's like this tremendous, he's he's very good at stopping the runs, but this defense doesn't really utilize that skill set as much as other defenses. But he does have an ability to kind of stave off blockers and make plays in the backfield. I think that helps Cole. I think, um, and I think when you play in as much Buffalo nickel as they want to play, and they played last year, I think that's another thing to consider. So like. And another thing in terms of positional value with Mike linebacker specifically, it's not there anymore, quite frankly. Like he doesn't impact the team the way it used to, right? So they've got two guys in Jamin and Cole who 
in my opinion, are kind of what you want at the position, you know? They cover really well, they can, they're fast, they're not like this coverage liability. Now, could both of them be better in terms of fitting the run? Jamin, absolutely. Coles, not bad, he's not great, but he's not bad. So I think you feel good, like that's a big box check, that he's like just gonna be a solid contributor at the mic position and not screw things up. And you're gonna, I, he's developed every year he's been there, so why not develop again this year? Well, I, I think the answer would be like there's opportunity cost there. If he's yeah. a good middle linebacker, he showed flashes of being a really good weak side linebacker. Right. Like a really good outside guy. And so why wouldn't you bring in someone that would unlock him to be his best and also right. potentially unlock Jamin to be his best because part of where Jamin struggled a little bit was, you know, having to be told where to go and all that kind of stuff and the better the guy telling him is at telling him, uh, which was Cole's deficiency, is the communication side of it. Um, right. Obviously, the better now, the better off you are. Could he get better? Will he get better? Yes, but I think bringing in, especially a guy like Schobert or Quan Alexander, like those guys have played a lot of football. Those yeah. guys have seen a lot, and this was kind of the the hard part about the idea of drafting one is okay. So you bring in a rookie who hasn't played any NFL football. And unless right. he's just a genius-level player, that doesn't really solve your problem. It's why I would have tried to move heaven and earth to bring in Bobby Wagner. I, I, I have been on that train since the second he got released in Seattle. A super experienced, super productive middle linebacker. I know, I hear you on the positional value thing to a point, but, man, having a leader like that, a tone setter, a guy who's a champion in the middle of that defense, especially considering how young they are all around this roster, I think that would have been a home-run type of move. I know it would have been really expensive and i don't think bobby wagner would have come here so it's really hard to try to fault them for that but i do look at that and go that's the guy i would have tried to do everything to get obviously financially it's it's not or wasn't remotely feasible considering other things they did but the idea of bringing in a veteran still i think is is would be my move and, and there's a couple good guys out there even if they're not as good as they used to be you know i i don't disagree with the um What's his name? The Bobby speech. Wagner. Bobby Wagner. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. And, I, when, and I think that would have been a perfect fit here. The problem is we go back to our, our free agency value thing again, right? Mm -hmm. Is Bobby Wagner worth the premium you have to pay him to get him to come here? Because he's looking to be a Super Bowl contender. He's not trying to be average anymore. Like, that's why he signed with L.A. So I think, yeah, ideally, like, in a perfect world, I, I'm sure, I'm 100% sure, they called, they, they, they probably gave him an offer, and it just wasn't, in the cards for them right and so i think that's the other thing with free agency right is like as much as that would be the perfect fit here and as much as like if if you had like an unlimited checkbook yeah you'd want them here 100 percent. sure but you don't you get the salary cap you gotta negotiate that so like i'm i'm on board with that 100 i think you would have made both those guys tremendously better you would have two guys to learn from two like a, just how to be pros you know what i mean how to diagnose stuff how to be where you're supposed to be and that's so important and so valuable but that wasn't in the cards for the team and i think that also in addition to like, you know, this outside of Bobby Wagner, like how much better is Quan Alexander making you in this scheme? Which I, when I watch it, I think it's really challenging on linebackers, to be totally honest. They don't mm -hmm. make a huge effort to like cover them up. They have a, some pretty challenging coverage responsibilities in terms of where they got to get to in zones. And so it's not like this cookie cutter thing where you can just bring anybody in off the street and fill these roles. Sure. And I think that's important to, to note. And you need... I think that's one of the reasons they went after Jamin is because of the athletic upside, right? That's one of the reasons they like Cole because he's got athletic upside. So I think when looking at that and looking at the scheme, looking at the fit, that's an important variable to consider. It's, it's not like we can just go out and find any 
Joe Blow to play middle linebacker. It's got to be a very specific type of middle linebacker here that can cover, play the run, and those guys are hard to find, quite frankly. Yeah, definitely. All right. You want more from Logan? At Logan underscore Paulson82 on Instagram. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Craig underscore Hoffman. You got me on Twitter at Craig Hoffman. Logan, we're going to get him on Twitter soon, and he'll <laughs> jump into the cesspool with the rest of us. And, uh, you know, we'll see if he can swim. That's basically, yeah. that's basically how that's going to go. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Uh, we are, I don't think I said this off the top of the pod. Uh, this is good information. So this is your reward for listening all the way to the end. We're Monday, Thursday. Uh, so you'll look for us every Monday afternoon, every Thursday afternoon. Uh, I'm editing it. So if it's not up, sorry. Uh, but we're going to try to get it to you by, by your ride home every Monday and Thursday afternoon. Uh, other than that, anything else uh, to wrap episode one, Logan? No, man. I thought this was good, man. It's, I'm excited to do the show with you for sure. Same here. Same here. So with that, I uh, hope you enjoyed it. This is Take Command from Odyssey Sports, and we'll see everybody on Thursday.